0: This is Tennessee Talks with United States Congressman Tim Burchett. Hello, I'm Congressman Tim Burchett. Welcome back to another episode of Tennessee Talks. Today we're going to do a little things a little different, and I'm going to answer some questions that were sent in by some of y'all. Some were asked by some of the followers on Twitter, and we'll have to clean up some of those, obviously. And while the others were submitted online in a survey that I posted, um, the first question we have is, Greg Stanley from Maryville, Tennessee asks, What is the likelihood of impeachment moving forward for Joe Biden and multiple other high level members of his administration, given the high level of evidence supporter, uh, supporting the dereliction of duty and abuse of power within the offices held? I'd say it's very, very likely that that will occur. Um, but I think what you got to remember is, you know, we can hang as many um, uh, impeachments on the president, but it doesn't mean he's out of office, and will we get a vote? We're not probably won't even get a vote in the Senate. Uh, I think the thing that's most discouraging about that is the Justice Department just won't do anything. It won't do a dead gum thing, and so uh, uh, that's that's where we've got a real problem. But I, I just warn people of that, and I think too that we need to make sure we still continue our focus on our budget situation and our reckless spending that just continues to happen. Um, and, and will happen in the future. At Gypsy Rain Forty Two on Twitter, asks, "Thank you for continuing the fight, the good fight, on the UFO issue." Exclamation point. Could you give us an update on where the, everything stands with the Select Committee? Well, the Select Committee was um, uh, addressed in a letter that Matt Gates uh, penned, and myself, and um, uh, Representative Luna, and uh, Jared Moskowitz, I believe, out of Florida. All three of them are out of Florida, of course where um we've asked for a select committee and what a select committee it would have subpoena power and it would provide the folks the whistleblowers some protection and again it keeps us out of the skiff because anything we say in the skiff is secret and therefore it won't be released to the public and everybody said get in the skiff with them get in the skiff with them i don't need to get in the skiff with them i already you know I've, I've seen and heard enough i but i would um uh, i would like for us to have this select committee and, and it's Again, um, Speaker McCarthy has to be the one to okay it, and um, then he would pass it on to Chairman Comer, and then the committee would be formed that way. Jerry Hardwick from Louisville, Tennessee. If you're from out of town, you say Louisville, Tennessee, but if you're from here, it's Louisville, Tennessee, asks, over the many... Over the past many years, time and again, Congress talks about Social Security running short of money. However, I have never heard once of any concerns about welfare running out of money. Why is welfare more important than Social Security? I don't know if it's more important. I think it's just the priorities, and they um, and they always will show you the worst-case scenario to get the funding, just like when they stop funding of something that that uh, the folks in power, they'll show you the worst. they. What do we always do? We always cut off funding to our seniors and our and our veterans when it gets tough. And we ought to be looking at just a myriad of other ridiculous spending that we do. Um, and yet that seems to be where the focus is and because that's where you get most of your airplay and clickbait as it is now. Rodney Grubb from Knoxville, Tennessee asks, what can be done to expedite term limits and separately deal with the existing decrepit old in- incapacitated? In- incapac- uh, incapacitated elected representatives couldn't get that word out for the record I am 67 and retired and people who only seem to believe in term limits for other people's representative and I, I agree with you I've supported every term limits bill that's out there Um, you know I got a feeling we're getting ready to pass something in the house in Newt Gingrich's contract with America out of all the things that that, that was the one thing he couldn't pass or he couldn't get it out of committee. And um, and so I think we're we're close to it. It's a it's a constitutional amendment. Uh, but again, I don't think it's going to be brought up in the Senate. And we'll probably pass something and it will, um, it'll be pretty good, but I, I'm pretty sure that it will die an untimely death in the Senate and we will never, uh, it will never see the light of day. And you know, like in Knoxville, we just had a city race, I think less than 15% of the people voted. So we, um, it's clearly an issue that, that uh, if you it'll pull through the roof, but nobody holds anybody accountable on election day to do it. So eventually I hope to get something to the, to the table, but um, to vote on, but again, don't keep your fingers crossed. And if we do pass something in the House, it probably won't even be brought up in the Senate. Uh, at LGSTER55, Leagster55 on Twitter asked, are there are, are they going to be any UF, UAP field hearings? And UAP is another number the federal, name uh, the federal government gave to uh, UFOs. And I suspect there could be, but... Um, field hearings. Anybody can hold a field hearing, and we can call people in and um, and do those things. But um, do we get anything from it? And we can't provide any um, whistleblower protection. And I'm afraid our whistleblower protection, as was um, shown in this last hearings, that um, you know they they leaked that the guy, one of our top witnesses, had um, experienced some some trauma in his life. And um, and to me that just blew the doors off of any whistleblower protection right there, and that's exactly why we need a select committee so we can call these people in and uh, without fear of retribution. Um, and I, I'm afraid that that we're gonna this thing is gonna they're gonna um, shut us down on this issue for now, and I'm not. Uh, I have a lot of theories why, but probably don't have enough time on this podcast to go into it, but we were definitely over the target because there was, we, from staff members in our own party to other congressmen to, um, you know, the alphabet agencies, the Pentagon, everybody put an obstruction up, even when we wanted to have a press conference, they tried to curtail that and put us in a small room that was basically under construction. Um, And uh, let's see, Steve. Kendallakis from Powell, Tennessee, asks, "What's your stand on the climate change issue?" Well, I believe climate change is real. Uh, I do believe that, and and I believe we should be better stewards of our of our land. I, you know, I'm an organic gardener and farmer. Really, I don't grow much other than grass, but we don't use any um, any chemicals that don't occur naturally. So we don't use chemicals. We use horse manure, and that's obviously a chemical. <laughs> but um and so i'm i'm very much in tune to that and i can remember as a kid you know driving um, with my parents going to church street united methodist and old vw bug and the windows would be down we passed robert shaw and literally if they were making plexiglass your eyes would water and your nose would run it was that the, the smell was that putrid it was just that rough and you know we've we're doing along. you'd ask people today it's the worst it's ever been the environment no it's not it's it's probably the best it's been in in 100 years, actually, because we've got a lot of restraints. But we seem to be the only country that follows that. And every time we we tie our hands on one of these treaties, uh, India, Russia, China, you name it, uh, they don't follow it. And we're the only ones that do. And it just further puts us behind the eight ball. We really want to do something. I think um, we ought to follow what God's plan is. And we need to plant more gum trees. It's proven that if we planted a, a trillion trees, which is a huge number, but we're thirty-two trillion dollars in debt. So if you can, you can extrapolate that a little bit out uh, across the entire globe, though, if we did that, we could we could set carbon back um, carbon. Uh, it would restrain it more than the system. It's basically what it does, and it, um, you know we could we could do a lot for the environment that way. But there's not a lot of movement to that. As a matter of fact, I've seen uh literally um videos within just the last month of people saying that we're planting some areas we're planting too many trees well what they're saying is we're we do what's called a monoculture if you plant just white pines you're going to develop a problem you need you need to plant diverse different kinds of trees the way it is in nature so you don't develop um those type of problems and i think that can go a long ways towards fixing the environment um provide shade in the Summer and, and, uh, um, and, you know, and it's just a a natural habitat for animals and birds and things. So I think it's a, that would be a great, I'm I'm a big fan of that. And I've read a lot of research on it. And I think it it could be done um, within our entire planet if we had some agreements that the UN would quit worrying about um, how many hot dogs people eat, literally to uh, solving some of the problems that we've so well funded them to solve that maybe they would, um, we could see some improvement. Uh, Jan Hedrick from Maryville, Tennessee asks, what is the plan for our mentally ill population? The issues of gun control and crimes are directly linked to mental illness. Why don't we treat the cause instead of worrying about gun control? Well, that's a good question. I suspect a lot of it has to do with the stigma attached to mentally ill folks. I, I deal, We deal with that Uh, in our office with people um just today i took a call from a friend um who is experiencing some mental health issues and has in the past and the stigma attached to it is is still pretty pretty uh pretty great you know you go you cut your hand you don't think anything running about over to ut hospital emergency room and get getting stitches but if something's uh if you have a thought if something's going on inside your head that maybe isn't right you know there's you're, you're depressed. There's an incredible stigma attached to that. And there really shouldn't because it's, uh, it can be treated. A lot of the, our mental illness can be treated. Um, and so I, I I think it's just not, and, and to mental health, it's not a real sexy issue. It doesn't grab headlines. But, you know, we, we whereas gun violence does with 48,000 uh, people died, I think 2022, maybe gun death, about half of those. You remove half for suicide, but and you would think they would use some other method if they didn't have a gun. I don't know, but put that in context: um, over seventy thousand people in 2021 died of fentanyl, and it's just exploding. I mean, you can't get anybody in um in the White House or leadership to um, uh, to even bring it up because it's flowing in over our southern border, and they'd have to admit we have a problem. A lot of politics involved, and. And the constitutionality of the Second Amendment is pretty is pretty clear to me. So, um, where do you draw that line? That's going to be the tough thing. But I, I think uh, I do know that te- in Tennessee, uh, mental health affects one in five Tennesseans. If it does not affect you, it probably a family member or, or maybe multiple family members. I don't know. So it's a it's a major problem, and we should we need to address it more. We need to um, and we always say that we need to put more funding. But I think more understanding of it could go a long ways. And uh, in the in the actual treatment of what actually works and what doesn't, I think there's a lot of duplication, and and we've seen in the past where um, prescription drugs are given out to people that maybe they that, that they need um, maybe more counseling or maybe they need more prescription drugs, but and also um, they'll issue maybe a month's worth to somebody. And then they uh, feel like they're okay. So, like when you get a cold, well, I don't have the sniffles anymore. I'm great. And then they get back off of it. And then they have another episode, which is even greater. And sometimes it, take, it can take over 30 days for the for the uh, chemical effect to take over their system and to get their get their brain aligned correctly. And so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of different things involved with that. So, I, I, and two, when we deregulated the mental health industry and just put all those folks out on the street that was uh it's never a one-size-fits-all surely some people some of them probably didn't need to be institutionalized but that guy, you go under any any bridge in knoxville today and you can you can just about find somebody and and we think probably around half those folks are mentally ill so it's a real problem and and we're not addressing it right now just throwing more money at the problem is not going to address it um and that's not an easy answer jan and and some people are going to have to just just have to deal with the real facts, and they won't do that. The only time they ever deal with it is when we have a, a calamity and the person was mentally ill, and they go back and look at it. And it seems like we could do a lot more preventive than we do. Um, but that, again, it doesn't sell. It doesn't, you know, it's not clickbait. It doesn't gin up the support. So we tend to demonize things and then then look for a cure when we should have cured it on the front end. But anyway, um, I want to thank everybody for the questions. And if y'all just keep them coming, we'll 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 answer them. We love, I love to answer questions, especially if I know the answer. If I don't, I'll try to get back to you. But anyway, I want to thank everybody uh, for the great questions. And I'm sorry we couldn't answer them all in the limited time frame. And I'm Congressman Tim Burch and I wanna thank everybody to uh, listen to another episode of Tennessee Talks and thank y'all for sending me here. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tennessee Talks. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Keep up with Congressman Burchett by following Rep. Tim Burchett on Twitter and Instagram and Congressman Tim Burchett on Facebook and YouTube.